is Hope New York. It's Hope New York. <laughs> oh my god. It's not Hope Penny, it's Hope New York. Oh my god. Oh, lightheaded. <laughs> Maybe you guys can get the strip club to, to be the sponsor now, too. <laughs> Ain't no way, man. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, aka Reese Williams, aka Mind of Reese, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, MySpace. Not on Black Planet anymore, sorry. But my co host is Mr. Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs, aka M Bibbs, aka that other guy who we don't uh we don't say his name he who shall not be named uh bibs how you feeling brother since i uh canceled black planet and switched to farmers only my oh wow okay uh, my success rate has gone up um, I might success be rate i might own some land here shortly you shooting 60 percent from the field right now or? probably closer to 75 oh wow okay <laughs> these farmer farmer chicks are very lonely um that's why they say you don't have to be lonely in the ad, probably. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing, doing all right, man. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting week. It's, uh, a very, very interesting time to be a Mav fan as we, we get closer to that that trade deadline. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as interesting. I'm going to be quite honest, but I'm also a pessimist <laughs> and I'm also not expecting much. But uh, this is an interesting week, to say the least. Uh, it's doing something we haven't necessarily done in a long time. Uh, I think we kind of alluded to bringing a guest on on the last episode. But one guest turned into two, turned into three. And now we have a panel of five Mavs fans all on the Mavs Outsiders podcast today. So we're going to start first our boy Isaac Appelt. Wait, hold on. Did I say that right? You did. Okay. No, he didn't. No, he yes, didn't. I did. It's Appelt. No, he did. It's either way. You told oh, me, well, you told that, me that, App that. the last time you came. That's because on he. That's he because he knows you're terrible at pronouncing wow. things. Wow. So. Wow. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm being told I'm terrible at pronouncing things. All right. You know what? Go ahead and carry on. I'm gonna let you two get to it. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that was low. That was low. You're coming after my accent now. All right, all right. That's how we starting things off after the weekend I had. Some friend, some friend. Uh, Isaac, how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling, as a person, I'm feeling good. As a Mavs fan, I'm feeling depressed. But oh man, what's that's, new? That's not that's not good to hear. I mean, it's it's usual. It's not uncommon. But you know, I don't like to hear. <laughs> I don't like to hear it. Uh, all right, so. Introducing our next guest, I believe these next two guests. Well, I know for a fact, yo, eh, yeah, is there both of their first times on the show? Correct? Not if I'm correct. All right. So first, we are introducing Jose. Jose, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of Mazers Outsiders. Hey, 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 I may have to get him to do the intro. <laughs> I may have to get him to do the intro. Uh, and also, joining Jose 
is his partner in crime in Twitter spaces. You have possibly more than likely heard their pregame Twitter spaces on Twitter because where else would you get Twitter spaces? Our boy Rolo, Mr. Two, Three, Four, Five Questions during mailbag. What's up, Rolo? How you feeling? Hey, what's up, Reese? Hey, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is a long time coming. I'm surprised we haven't had Jose and Rolo on already. Yeah, we've been tripping. We haven't had a panel in a while. We haven't had a panel since I think the off season, right? It's yeah, it's been a very long time since we did a panel. Um and let me oh, let me plug let me plug these guys real quick, if you don't Please mind. do. All right, so Isaac, we we introduce you first. Isaac, the newest beat writer for the UT Arlington uh is it shorthorn what kind of name anyway yeah the shorthorn <laughs> the ut arlington shorthorns women's basketball team congrats to isaac uh definitely uh glad to see you take that step um very excited to see what kind of work you're going to get to do this year how, how does it feel so far it's good i've always loved writing about sports so to do it and now get paid for it like it's awesome <laughs> I, I would i would say so <laughs> i can't relate to that um it, moving forward, Jose and uh, Rolo, you guys have been doing the pregame Twitter spaces. I, I feel like it's been growing a little bit lately. Uh, you guys just added Jazz to your to your panel, so how how do you feel that's going so far? I feel it's going great, man. I mean, I think that you know, especially adding Jazz. The one thing that me and Jose agree on is that we definitely wanted to have a woman's perspective, you know, and jazz has been, you know, you guys know her out there on the Twitter sphere, you know, she's got some no fear takes. And so we love having her on and, and we've been having a lot of fun with it, man. So, uh, you know, we want to shout out you both because you guys have been our inspiration to start these, you know, get on these spaces. We know that you guys do the Mads Outsider Twitter space on Wednesday nights normally. Um, so, you know, you guys are our inspiration, man. So we really appreciate Having you know, having me and Jose on, man. Thank you so much. No, of course, you know y'all are two. Actually, y'all are everyone on here is three of our biggest supporters, uh, especially on social media. Uh, so, any chance we get to support y'all, even if you're doing the pregame spaces, if we can hop in and uh, bring some eyes to it, I think it's a nice bookend because usually our um, spaces, if there's a game on Wednesday. It comes after the game more than likely based off of my working schedule. So if you guys do pregame and then we're able to do one at night, that's kind of like a nice book in there where, you know, people can come and join your space. Maybe we get the chance to be in there, talk some Mavs pregame. Then afterwards we do our space um, and you guys can come in like you usually do. So, you know, everybody can eat at the table, man. Everybody can eat at the table. Love to see it. Love to see people thriving. Can't wait to see what y'all do. Can't wait to see what Isaac does. Um, I was actually trying to find a nice way to segue into this, but, you know, uh, the segue guard can't get all of them. So I'm just come out and say, uh, you know, you, you've seen the Mavs Outsiders podcast uh, on Apple Music, on Spotify. Make sure you leave a review uh, and rate. You can rate on Spotify now. So. Make sure you do that. A lot of people have rated and reviewed since the last time we asked y'all to. So keep it coming. You know, we get 200 something plays on this. You know, I want to see 200 something rates and reviews. I feel like I'm not asking for too much. You know, just just wipe your feet when you walk in someone's home. But 
uh, on Anchor and any other place you can find podcasts. But recently, uh, the Mavs Outsiders podcast is now on DallasBasketball.com, courtesy of SI Sports Illustrated. So uh, that was something big for us that happened this weekend. Uh, I believe it happened after the last episode, but the last episode is on there. This episode will be on there, and every subsequent episode after will be posted to DallasBasketball.com where you can find sportsillustrated.com. I'm probably getting that wrong, but who knows? Uh, Jose, you got your... <laughs> feel like a space. I was about to say, Jose, you got your hand up. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to just in- interrupt you. Like I, I just wanted to congratulate you guys for, for being in Sports Illustrated. Like, that is that is something that, you know, every math fan that that is a person of color or you know just strictly black to strive for you know so y'all are making waves and, and more ways than one so a big shout out and appreciation to you too appreciate it man appreciate it hey look we we just doing our thing we being ourselves we just gonna keep working out here you know uh <laughs> um, i was about to say something and it completely slipped my mind. So without further ado, until it comes back to me, let's just get into it. Uh, we had a what three, four game week, four game week. You know, you could have just said it right. You didn't have to, bro, man, from the fifth flow. You ain't had to. Man, hold up, now you gonna make me tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> now you gonna make me tell the story. Uh, in college, uh, I lived on the third floor of the dorm my freshman year. I uh, went to a small college, Newberry College. It's kind of a last chance you type of place. Um, like they won state championship or they won national championships in football at the the division two level. And they had a lot of like cast offs from big schools and stuff like that. I remember we had a dude that played in that Oklahoma Boise State bowl game. Uh, if y'all remember that, that classic game, uh, we had one of the dudes from Oklahoma that flunked out <laughs> on the team. Like I just remember that specifically. But it was a guy there who was also a freshman, big guy. I think he was a defensive lineman. And, <clears throat> you know, in college in the dorms, we left our doors open. Like, that was just how we, we chilled in the, the the dorms. We had our doors open. Like, everybody walked by, talked to each other, et cetera, and so forth. Like, I think usually in our hallway, everybody would be playing Call of Duty together, yelling in the halls and stuff like that. So it was a very chill environment. But one night, I was doing some work. My um, roommate was doing some work. And all of a sudden... Like the way I was positioned, the door was over to my left. I had my dressers there, so I couldn't see if somebody stepped in, like right in the doorway, I couldn't see them. And so my roommate was behind me, and all of a sudden I I heard a presence. I felt a presence near the doorway. And my roommate looked at me confused and was like, Is this somebody here for you? Because they're not here for me. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> so then I kind of the dude kind of peeked around the corner. It was like, I mean, he was in there in his drawers, like straight drawers, no shoes. And he had like a, a, a paper towel with some bread on it. And he just was like, yo, you got some ham? I was like, what kind of what? random shit? What kind of random shit is this? It's like, yo, man, what? <clears throat> I was like, some, some ham? Like you just walk in somebody's room and ask for some ham? Like. Kind of random stuff, 
And then I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Isaac's got a hand raise. Is that you? Yeah, he's, he's trying to make his own sandwich. He got the bread from somebody. He's getting the ham from you. That's exactly what he said. He was like, you see, I already got the bread. And guess what's on that? I was like, what, what's on the bread, man? He opened it. He said, man, eggs. I was like, I, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. Uh, Jose, what you, what you got? Yeah, he was trying to get that convenient meat without going to the grocery store. I was like, like this. The situation was so hilarious. I was like, you know what, man? Out of pure respect for the brazenness of this attempt, I do have some ham, and I'm gonna give you some ham. And I like went in my refrigerator, and I had the like little the little thin cuts, and I started to like pull out for a, a thin cut. He was like, man, just throw a chunk on there. I was like, all right, all right. Now you get, I'm still a broke college student. <laughs> I'm still a broke college student at the end of the day. You're not about to get a chunk of ham. So I gave him a couple. He was like, yeah, I smell some pizza on the way up here. So I'm hoping to leave here with some pizza too. I was like, man, get about my food, dog. Like, it was it was a wild situation. But yeah, I called him bro man every day. I talk, saw him after that. Bro man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Well, uh, there's no easy way to segue into this game. Um, speaking of bruh, man. That's 0 for 2. Uh, <laughs> speaking of bruh, man. Bruh. Man, what the hell was... <laughs> what the hell were we doing in Golden State on Tuesday, January 25th? <laughs> um, if y'all missed it, we were on the All Nat podcast um, earlier that week uh, discussing... Uh, not just that game, but Mavs and Warriors in general. We talked about that upcoming game. Um, I believe I said I'm not expecting us to win. Um, expect I think I said I'm, I'm expecting it to be close, though. Um, I was completely wrong. Um, if you're listening and you don't know already, we lost 130 to 92. Um, does anybody have anything to say about this game? All I'm going to say is they ran the score up a little bit. It wasn't a 40-point game. It was like 25. Like, which is still bad, but it's not the whooping it looks like. Right, right. Uh, Feel free to speak. Y'all don't have to – I was about to say, y'all don't have to raise your hands. Just feel free to speak. Oh, well, I I didn't want to speak over anybody. But when when Kaminga plays – when Kaminga plays in 18 minutes and scores 22 points, more than anybody not named Luca on the Mavericks, that is a bad, bad sign. Oh, I mean, sure. like Curry had played 29 minutes, 18 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. And it was like Curry didn't have the biggest impact, but in terms of just being ready for the game, he was, he was clearly ready for the game. And Luca, 27 minutes, 25 points. Uh, eight rebounds and three assists. I mean, pretty much anybody not named Luca didn't stand out that much. Brunson struggled against Link, struggled against Kaminga. And speaking of Kaminga, my God, he posterized Josh Green. Oh, my goodness. Delete that footage. Delete that footage. Delete that footage. <laughs> that, footage. that never happened. We don't I think care. a big difference also was, um, you know, Clay Thompson starting that game. I believe that was the first game that he started and he was shooting like, I think he shot like three for four on threes and he just got it going early. So I think that it, we were in for a long night. I, I agree, Reese. I, I, I had, ch- had it chalked down as a loss as well. 
I just didn't think that we were going to lose as bad as we did. But I think they were extra motivated because we routed them on Dirk's night. So, you know, I think right. that's the reason why they wanted to come out and put a hurting on us. But, yeah, I did hear you guys uh, on the on that podcast. And, and, yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to a closer game, man. But nobody nobody decided to show up besides Luca. So that was a, that was a tough game for sure. I have um... to say, I, I will say, Going into the week on last episode, I did when we did our predictions. I set four and zero, and I think Bibb set four and zero as well. Wow. So you know we wow. we that's why I did it earlier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Got you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. Even though I did go on Nats and say, I don't know what I'm, happened to me on that podcast. Uh, yeah, we we didn't stick to our guns at maybe, all. Maybe we were no. Just I, I think I did predict the win. I, I went way too far with it. I was way too confident. Yeah, I, yeah, took, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think I'd accidentally grabbed Optimus Bibbs notes before I went on there. And, Kaminga uh, might have heard that podcast and said, "I bet." <laughs> it was a uh, it was a rough experience. Uh, it was cool though. She was cool. Nat was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, great podcast. Not a great game though. The game was terrible. THJ broke his foot in that game. Absolutely. Uh, which was, yeah. some people said that that's kind of where, like, after that, we just never recovered from the injury. I think it was early second when it happened. We were. Uh, he had scored, like, 10 straight points, uh, was was balling, was having a good THJ night, and uh, had the injury initially look like an Achilles. Uh, he shot the free throws. I think he made both. Uh, they had to basically be carried off the court after that. And again, as much junk as I talk about THJ, as much as I've said, you know, we don't need him and he can go, et cetera, and so forth. It's still love, man. Like at the end of the day, he's still wearing a Mavericks uniform. Absolutely. And we Absolutely. Want, want the best for him, no matter what. I, it felt very similar to when Dwight Powell got hurt, honestly, because like everything, I feel like when people hear you talk trash about a player, they think, you know, you just hate this player, but it's not, it's really not that, you know, you're just reacting to the game, reacting to the moment. And outside of that, there's, there's no hard feelings. And so uh, for, for Timmy, I, I hate that he's hurt. I, I wish him the best in his recovery. I expect that we'll, I think he should be out at least two months based on this type of injury. I know some people have struggled with it. Like I think it's the same injury Zion has, and we, we see what's going on with him, but he's a big guy. So I, I can't imagine Tim. Tim's at the, I mean, he's a picture of health. Um, he takes care of himself. So I'm hoping he has a, a normal recovery with this and we do get him back later in the season. Um, but yeah, that was a tough blow. Uh, other thing I wanted to mention, KP kicked the basketball into the stands, uh, got a $15,000 fine, um, just I think he had fumbled. Uh, he got a wide open lane. He got the ball. Could should have had a dunk, and just fumbled it out of bounds and out of frustration, kicked the ball. Um, immediate ejection. It's automatic. It's not like they had to debate it. And uh, you know he was apologetic. He was waving to the fans in the section like I'm sorry. Like, you know, had a moment. And uh, but he did pay fifteen thousand dollars for that kick. And um, you know, I personally I appreciate the frustration. How did y'all feel? Yes. You know, yes. Somebody? I was literally thinking that I love the frustration, but I'll let them go first. Yeah, go ahead. I think, yeah, that's something that we need to see more this year if we're going to, you know, exercise these first-round demons of the last decade. We need to see frustration when we're losing a game worse than we should be. I'm not saying we should beat the Warriors. Like, that should be a good game. It shouldn't be a blowout, and there should be emotion behind the loss. 
Alvarello. See, uh, I see y'all point, but being the second quote unquote star, and you let the game get to you like that. Uh, I mean, at some point, KP he's he's always passive aggressive, and in his uh media post game reports and shit like that. And I just felt like we really needed him against these Warriors. So him kicking it, the ball was like, yeah, I liked it in the in the moment. But in terms of what happened during the game, we really could have just used him. Okay, okay, it's a different perspective. Rolo, what you got? Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I agree. I I definitely appreciated the passion. You know, I, I definitely was happy to see something like that. But I wish it would have been more redirected towards the game or something. Maybe if he would have gotten kind of in a scuffle with one of the players, even though we were down or whatever, you know, I think I would have rather that and him been thrown out for something like that instead of him kicking the ball. You know, I mean, I, I understand in the moment, like I remember the play, you know, I think that, um, you know, like you said, he fumbled the ball and then he just, you know, kicked it. And I mean, don't take the frustration out on the ball. You fumbled it, man. You know, just, you know, leave, <laughs> leave, leave the ball out of it. You know, I mean, just, uh, you know, just get in there and, and play your game. Like to Jose's point, you know, I think that you, you really need to be thinking of the context of the game and how you can improve and, help the, the players out and uh, help the game out. And then if you get frustrated or you continue being frustrated, then just go out there and, you know, throw hands or something with somebody, you know, you, you know, push somebody or whatever, you know, don't get punked. But I mean, that's just how I feel, man. I, I like I said, I, I do understand the passion though. So I, I did definitely appreciated that. Yeah. I enjoyed the frustration is like, I mean, I feel like if it was directed at a player, like if you're getting your ass beat like that and then you try to fight one of the players, then it looks kind of weak. So maybe it's best that he redirected it to the ball, someone who can't fight back. Like, you just kick it into the stands and, went, hey, look, now you got a souvenir basketball. Who knows? Uh, I don't think it hurt us much because we were already getting beat pretty bad at that point when he got ejected. So, I mean, anything he could have contributed probably would have been, hey, we're showing more fight. That's why I'm redirecting my passion uh, as far as redirecting it to the game. But... Uh, didn't really have a big issue with him getting ejected. It's not like he got ejected in a, a close game, a game that we had a chance of winning at that point. Uh, but it did show that I'm not, I'm not just nonchalant about my game. I'm not just nonchalant when I know I'm screwing up. I want to do better. Right. And I think, you know, in the in the podcast, in the, the recent episodes, you know, I mentioned wanting to see Luca and KP kind of get into each other's faces a little bit. Um, and I think this is like a step in that direction. Like being visibly frustrated is part of the game. Like think of any great player you've known, like there's almost um, even Kawhi I've seen get passionate in a certain moment right? Um, and show frustration during, uh, you know, they wanted that game and it was clear. Uh, you know, I've had moments where, you know, I dropped something like some food or something and I kicked it like, it didn't make sense to kick it, <laughs> but I was, it was by my foot and I was pissed. So I kicked it. So, you know, I'm going to give KP the excuse there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. Jose, you, you want to add something? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, my last talking points about this warrior game is that the warriors just were extremely athletic. They were outrunning us, outpacing us. The, the warriors played such good basketball in 
terms of it, it reminds me of the Spurs, the way the the ball is just constantly moving, how Gary Payton and how uh, Gary Payton the second, excuse me, and how Kaminga and even Juan Toscano are just driving to the rim from from play to play. I mean, we just didn't have the talent to really compete with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I think the last note I had from that game was that the Mavs were basically unrecognizable. We had just started praising our defense, and then the Warriors just came and carved us up. Like, they watched the film and said, this is where all their weak points are, and they exploited every single weak point. Um, it was a dep- it was a very humbling game, I would say, uh, because even I, the person who tries to, you know, be the person to, to hold everybody back, keep everybody reined in a little bit, even I had started to, to to just say, you know what, this defense is legit. I don't have to question anything. And then the Warriors said, well, let's take another look at that. The Warriors so. are psyched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did set a timer because we could probably talk about these games forever, and we're already more than halfway through the timer right. I set. <laughs> <laughs> I figured this would be the game we didn't spend much time on because we all knew we got our asses kicked. No, a lot happened. Yeah. Yeah. A lot happened. This next one we shouldn't spend too much time on. But yeah, um, we bounced back. Uh, another one of those games. I love to see it. It's happened about two, three times this season. We get our asses kicked and we bounce back and kick someone else's ass. Uh, <laughs> we defeated the Portland Trailblazers, one hundred and thirty-two to one hundred and twelve. Luca had a, a decent game, not shooting well. Uh, that three-point shot wasn't really falling. Got to the free throw line. Uh, not sure how many times, but attempts. He shot eight attempts, uh, made five of them, had 15 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. Nice stash sheet uh, where people can't say, ah, oh, he was hunting for a triple-double. Uh, but, you know, he didn't score too much, so he helped the team in other ways. Jalen Brunson with 20 points, six rebounds, 11 assists. Dodo continuing to score where he can. Not much of a rebound tonight as we've seen from him as usual, but 11 points, four rebounds, two assists. KP striking back after kicking the hell out of the ball with 22 points, five rebounds. Uh, Maxi with a decent game, uh, probably one of the better games we've seen from him this season besides him dropping 22 on whoever the hell that was. Uh, 12 points, five rebounds. Uh, Reggie off the bench, 15 points, four rebounds, making uh, a fool out of me recently. Uh We'll get into that. And Dwight Powell with 15 points to five rebounds. Any thoughts on this game? Josh Green also had nine points. Uh, Frank had eight points. Uh, and I've, I think I made the post pointing out that, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. was averaging about 14 points a game. And between those three, they more than made up for that 14 as far as their season averages versus what they did in that game. Uh, KP, I believe, took the most shots in that game, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He took 18. Uh, yeah, so they, he was being fed. He had a very hot start. Definitely exploited Nurk's immobility versus him, uh, which you love to see in that game. And, you know, again, it was a team that shorthanded. They don't have Dame. They didn't have Nazir Little, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we we were the better team. We took advantage, and we, we, we handled our business. So uh, that's what you want to see. I don't really have much else to say about it. Anyone else? Oh, uh, quick, quick note. After the game, I love seeing uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Dorian, Luca, 
even Frank and Aquila all go up to each other and just talk for a little bit. I really love that. Like y'all said, I mean, Mavericks kicked ass with not much to really care about. But after the game, that, that moment right there was special. I think you had said in yeah I think you, I think you had said in the pregame bib since you joined with us in that pregame I think that's when you were saying you were looking to see who was going to make up Timmy's uh, uh, scoring that game so um, that was that and then yeah just to your point Reese I, I was really glad to see uh, Luca distribute the ball and get everybody involved you know mainly in that but yeah that, I mean it was just a a good old fashioned take them outside the woodshed and beat them down, you know, and we should have done that to that team, you know, with everybody they're missing and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's all I had to add to it. Yeah. Them boys suck. Isaac. I, I, I don't have anything to add. We beat them bad. Perfect. Like we should. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, uh, moving on, unless Bibbs has anything else to say. No, nah, we're good. All right. These next two games, um, I was away on vacation. So you want me to take the, the rings uh sure all right <clears throat> i'm so upset i missed this game i didn't miss all of it <laughs> i caught the first half i was uh we were still waiting to go to the strip club uh yeah i just said that on air uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were still waiting to go to the strip club i watched the first half and then i got caught up in watching the royal rumble and to be quite honest um considering we beat them 132 to 105. I still watched the wrong thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it was the Pacers game, Pacers in Dallas. And, you know, before the game, they did the Rick Carlisle tribute. I uh, I actually didn't care to watch it personally. I had no feelings for Rick Carlisle, negative or positive in that regard. I was just like, it's a game. Hopefully we beat them. But I did turn it on before the tribute was over and, you know, the camera was on Rick Carlisle and he was crying and I was like, you son of a bitch, like, <laughs> you make me feel things right now. Like, come on, man. Um, the, the tribute, as as usual, was nice, very nice. Uh, good video, good, good memories. Uh, it definitely was good to go down memory lane and remember some of the good times, uh, see the guys celebrating and happy and all that good stuff. And remember, you know, what the Mavericks looked like back when Mark Cuban cared. Um, so, you know, that was, that was the tribute before the game was very nice. They got emotional. You got to see the Pacers players watching him get emotional. Like, oh, I didn't know they do have feelings. Um, but you know, it was, it was a good, it was a good pregame. And then we came out and whooped their asses, you know, that's, uh, what you hope for uh, <laughs> on a night like that. Everybody feels good before, and then you go out there, and then the basketball starts. So uh, the Mavs, Luca in particular, were going crazy early on. And, you know, I kept looking at the score like, man, we should be up 20, and seeing the Pacers were hanging around, I was like, we probably still should play some defense too at some point. Um, you know, eventually it caught up. Now, in the second quarter, KP disappeared. And I believe before the half, we got a report that he was not going to return. And so that kind of hurt my feelings um, <laughs> a little bit. Like, I, I, you know, you get the flashbacks. Like, we, we've seen this before. And so we still, I, I haven't been on Twitter for a couple hours now. So correct me if I'm wrong, but we still haven't gotten any word as to his status or if they're going to say what the injury is. We've basically just been told knee soreness you know how they do so i that doesn't make me feel good at all 
Um, it, there were two plays that somebody sent to me that they thought it could have happened. One was a dunk where he came down and landed on one leg. He had stopped doing that, but he did it that time. And then there was another play where can't remember who it was. It might've been Levert drove on Maxi, and Maxi and KP both went for the block. Maxi crashed into KP. KP ended up on the ground. Uh, that was another play where people thought it, it could have happened because there was some contact there. I don't know, man. Um, I'm, I'm just going to wait for word. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to think the worst. I'm just going to wait to see, give it a chance. Uh, maybe he plays in the next game. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, other than that, Luca 36 and 12. Maxi with uh, KP out stepped up 15 points, 14 boards. Josh had 12. Up on his birthday, the birthday boy. Um, thank you for reminding me of that. The call you maybe thing. Oh God, uh, Josh had twelve off the bench. Uh, Frank had nine. Reggie Bullock had twenty three. Thj's absence was not felt in that game, unless it was in a positive way because all those guys play defense. I'll let you guys. Uh, if I miss it, I feel like that was a low shot. You ain't have to take that. Shot. He had to take that shot at that man while he down. <laughs> Unlike Seth Curry in his time with the Dallas Mavericks, if I have a shot, I'm taking it. Oh, you want to roll today, brother? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let y'all take care of this. All right. Uh, damn, I feel like I'm hogging up the mic, but like uh, Rick Carlisle returning, I was I was happy about it because uh, the last time we were supposed to play him, he had caught COVID. So it was good to to see him back on the sideline and see him back in Dallas. Uh, Miles Turner giving off subliminal hints about where he wants to be. I'm a lead, I'm a get my ass flames on Twitter for that. And I personally don't give a damn, but you know, I love the subliminal messages. You know, you got to read in between the lines. And Luca, yeah, I mean, he has some some pettiness to him. He shot a a three buzzer beater before the half and he was staring staring old Rick down. Jim Carrey didn't know what to do. Uh any of y'all could have me now. Rolo or uh Isaac, anything to add from that game? No, I mean it was just a for me it was just an old fashioned beat down again. You know, um I think that they did really want to beat Rick even though they gave that uh emotional tribute video. You know I, I think that uh, Luca was extra motivated, you know. I think even KP might have been motivated until he went out, you know. Um, so, you know, uh, other than that, I think that that was it. You know, I don't think that the, anything else to add to it. I think they just really wanted to beat um, Rick in, in, in that game since they didn't get the chance to beat him in, in Indianapolis. And in Indianapolis, uh, they, they lost anyway. So, you know, I think we were, were looking for payback. And Luca's buzzer beater was fun. I'll ask, did he travel? I don't care. It was a fun shot. That's all I care about. Facts. That's all that matters. If they ain't call it, it ain't happen. <laughs> and it's not like he traveled to get an easier shot. He ran further into the corner. Like the oh, quote-unquote extra step, he basically. <laughs> he did a sideways skip. You've seen the, like the, the cartoons where they go like, do, do, do. That's what he did. Like, he, went, he went full James Harden, yeah. Yeah, the hardened the hardened double dip there. Yeah, he lagged. That's all it was. It was a two K <laughs> lag. He's fine, but he made it. He crossed up Holiday. It was cute or whatever. Um, and then he clenched his cheeks and people. You know what? Let's keep it moving. Here you uh, go with the damn. You know what? 
Are we done with this game? <laughs> we, I think so. Uh, good win. And then yeah. we play the Magic the next day. Jamal Mosley. This score has me perplexed. Please explain. So first of all, obviously, no KP. Out due to knee soreness. And my, I think I, I popped into space with Jose and Rolo, and I talked about the Magic Bigs being terrifying me in that game because I knew that it meant Dwight Powell was going to be in and I didn't know what was going to happen behind Dwight Powell we haven't seen Boban or Moses in weeks I don't even know if Moses still exists quite honestly I don't I haven't even seen him anywhere Uh, he might be a witness protection for all I know I, I, I I couldn't tell you but you know the the magic play two bigs in the starting lineup with Wendell and Mo Bamba and then they have Mo Wagner coming off the bench uh Franz Wagner is not a small person and Chuma Okiki can also get on the glass so I was worried that they may punish us inside and I believe they proceeded to do so um you know this game I'm gonna look real quick at the box score for the Magic Wendell 14 and 14 Mobamba 10 and 7 Mo Wagner 14 and 4 off the bench, Chuma Okiki, 19 points, five and four rebounds. He was swinging on the rim very often, as was Wagner. It was uh, quite annoying to watch. And, um, you know, we started hot again, just like we did against the Pacers. The defense was complete buns, and they basically just kind of hung around. Uh, and then they took over. We came back, but couldn't get it done. Zero. No, I think it was zero field goals. I could be mistaken. It might've been one. We scored two points in the last five minutes of the game. Everybody was clanking them things. Maxi was clanking. I don't even have to go down the list. Everybody was clanking them things. Maxi got the shot to try to, to try to get the dub at the end. Missed it. Reggie Bullock got the rebound, tried to float her, didn't make it. Game was over. I could see the pain in Maxi's eyes as he left the court. But uh, just a, a bad, bad loss. Shout out to Jamal Mosley for keeping his team believing all the time and believing in them. Uh, there was a stretch where he had Franz Wagner. He drew up several plays for him to go at Luca, and he bodied him and put him under the rim a few times. And I, I love that for, for that Magic team. But, man, what a bullshit loss. Isaac, what you got? Just a box score nugget because you were talking about you were afraid they were going to get in the paint. 60 points in the paint for the Magic. Like, that can't happen, and it did. That's more than half of their points. (laughs) Yeah, it was was an ugly experience. Dwight Powell had a weird game, uh, a lot of foul trouble. He usually gets the calls in a lot of those flop situations, but he was not getting them. Like, to the point where he was talking to the refs, which Dwight Powell rarely does. Um just a rough experience for the for Dwight Powell. Marquise Chris did have uh, a good showing uh, after a little bit of a rush, rough start. Um, he got to use the cheeks in the paint a little bit, but it wasn't oh enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> it wasn't enough. Um, anybody, anybody else had anything they wanted to add? Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, <clears throat> I remember Okiki, I think he uh, shot a couple of three-pointers as well that, that went in, and uh, him and Jalen Suggs were p- playing really good defense. Um, I remember uh, tweeting out early in the game because of the way things were going that, uh, you know, that the Mavs were giving the, the Magic confidence. You know, they were, you know, since they weren't 
taken them out and, and beaten them, you know, the way we should have beaten them. But yeah, in the space, you did say that you were worried about Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. And, and he was out there grabbing rebounds and, and doing his thing, man. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, shout out definitely to the Magic for doing their thing, for believing that they could beat this team. And, and uh, you know, we just went out there and, and uh, were missing all these shots. I think the funniest thing is that all of uh, women Twitter have all uh, collectively decided to go ahead and erase Maxi from <laughs> from the deal there. So, you know, they started, uh, uh, was it uh, marking them off and everything like that. So I thought that was pretty funny, but I gotta, yeah. It's, I got to yeah. point out too, I think it was Haley MFFL changed her profile picture to like when she got to take a picture with Maxi, I think in New York and uh, like scribbled through Maxi's face. And people apparently were mad at her to the point where she had to make several statements apologizing, but like sarcastically, she wasn't legit apologizing. But people yeah, y'all were soft at her. as hell, man. Like it was on. wild. It is not that serious. Leave that girl alone, man. Let that girl be funny. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, uh, I have a KP rant and I have a Maxi rant that I want to get off if y'all don't mind. I'm gonna put a timer on it. <laughs> <laughs> this should be fun. All right, have at it. Let me mute my mic. So I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast, the only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place and the best thing of all anchor is totally free and on top of it being free you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad i'm doing right now through anchor so you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of seems like a fantastic deal to me If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. All right. So my biggest thing with KP is, like, I I love KP. I love the idea of KP coming to the Mavericks. But the thing is, when you're paid 30-something-odd million dollars, one, you have to be healthy. I know he's seven three, and that's probably damn near improbable. But he, when he's playing, he has to make a difference. And so far this year, he he's been playing up to expectations. But as far as everything else, as far as being injured, when you see that injury report, and he's on there, 
it's, it just all comes back. The playoff PT, uh, PTSD, that comes back. Just not having that reliable number two, that all comes back. Uh, I, I had to recap, too, with, with Bronson not being able to really do much against this Magic team because of length, and they were really just forcing him in mismatch situations. But, my God, Maxie, this is my biggest thing with Maxie Cleaver is – Every time I see this man, when he catches the ball, he doesn't shoot right at the tip. He just, he, he catches it, looks around, and then he either decides to take a contested three or pass up a wide open three. And that's just unacceptable. I know he's a role player. I know that he's good at what he's doing. But this man is 30 years old. He done already peaked. There's not much to get out of Maxi anymore. Uh. You either got to ship him or something else. You got to do something with Maxi because Maxi is not untouchable. This guy is tradable as hell. Get this man off my team, and that's the end of my rant. That was actually, that was actually a well like timed as far as how long you took rant because if that was Bibbs, we probably would have been here for twenty extra minutes. Talking you about, know what? Talking Fuck about you. that shit. <laughs> but I, I understand where you're coming from. I would say that when the Mavs traded for Porzingis, they were aware of his health issues, so that's the risk you take. Um, granted, still no fun to see. It's still demoralizing to see, but I don't have an issue. Obviously, I would like to see him on the court. But when he's on the court and he's producing and playing to expectations or sometimes exceeding expectations... When he's injured, it's not as demoralizing because it's like, okay, in the past few seasons where he hasn't been playing up to expectations, then you get injured. It's like, well, you're not really giving us anything at this point because you're not playing well on the court. And when you're not available, you're not giving us anything at all. So now when he's actually on the court giving us something, I'm like, okay, he's injured. Hopefully he's out, not out for long, which I don't expect this to be. When he comes back, hopefully the injury isn't lingering and he can still give us what he's been giving us during this season. So, yeah, but the Maxi thing, you got it 100%. Like, come on, dog. Uh, he's he's expendable. Let, let's stop it. Yeah, and I think the last thing I wanted to point out with the Maxi thing, um, the homie KT Wiz, um, she <laughs> posted the SNL intro. I think it was Drew Barrymore. Um and she was like, here's the very sexy garbage. And then she was like, this is how I feel about Maxi Cleaver. Yo, Maxi is the homie, but, you know, a game like last night just reminded me of the playoffs and how we we are still very vulnerable with the roster that we have. Like, there's changes need to be made. If we need to overhaul the whole thing, then that's what we need to do. Like, as it stands, I, we can't trust this roster when it comes playoff time. Go ahead, Isaac. And, you know, I saw a lot of stuff about, you know, they were trash and maxi, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I need him to hit those shots when he has them. But at the same time, we also got to talk about Maxi Kleba shouldn't be getting three clutch field goal attempts when Luca and Jalen Brunson get zero. Like, I understand that they're trapping Luca, but they need to run plays for him. They need to do something. We don't need our role players taking every shot attempt of the final three minutes like we I do, did. I do have last another night. note there. They took 
I remember Marquise Chris got a shot and missed it, and they immediately called it, like got Maxi in to replace him, and then Maxi proceeded to brick several more, uh, which I thought was hilarious. And then on top of that, <clears throat> first of all, Luca not taking shots. I'm the first one to call him out when he doesn't take shots. I didn't I didn't feel there was any specific moment where I was like Luca just shoot the damn ball. Now could he have gone into that mode? Of course. And maybe he should have five minutes with no buckets is unacceptable. And at some point in his mind, it has to click like we're not scoring. I'm the guy I need to do what I need to do. Um, And that would have been nice. Um, And that's, again, part of his evolution. At the same time, there's been times where I've called him out for forcing shots. And so I don't want to go too far there either. The one other note I needed to make, and I'm glad you, you brought up Brunson, Isaac, there on that last play, Luca had Jalen Brunson wide open for a three. He literally looked at him. Now the defense started to move like he was going to try to recover. But if Luca trusts Jalen Brunson, Brunson is very capable of a pump fake, get into the lane type situation. If the guy, the defender closed out too hard on him, it was just, it was just Brunson. One, he probably could have got a three off. We know he doesn't necessarily like to shoot those. But then it was one-on-one. I trust him to get by one guy. Luca apparently did not. So Luca looked at him, did not give him the ball, and then threw it to Maxi on the other side of the court. I don't know if anybody else caught that or if anybody else had thoughts about that. But, Jose, I think you had your hand up for a second, so I'm going to let you go. Yeah, so uh, just getting back to our role players. Uh, so Dorian Finney-Smith logged in 39 minutes. That is a problem. They're running Dorian into the ground. And as much as Dorian could could be a bruiser and be a 3 and D guy, that's just unacceptable. When we got to rely on the Maxim Kleba to be fully healthy, to propel us forward, that is a problem. When we have to rely on a, a so-called number two in, in either Brunson or KP, that is a problem. Because to me, I still don't know who our number two is. And this Mavericks team doesn't know who their number two is. Uh, I think that's what Luca, uh, Luca looking off Brunson is, is a part of the problem too, because Luca doesn't even know who our number two is. So that that's just all a problem, and that's why I I had to have that little rant because all of this is playoff PTSD. So the only thing that I was going to add on to to everybody's talking uh, talking points here is uh, uh, Maxi catching that rebound and then dribbling. Why the fuck do we have so many people that don't know how to dribble dribble the damn ball? I just don't understand that. You know what I mean? Uh, that's my little mini rant there. And then the other thing is the uh, the free throws, man. I mean, these guys have got to make these fucking clutch free throws. You know what I'm saying? And the uh, towards the end of the game. If you miss one, miss one. That's the difference of the game right there. I believe it was a missed four or five free throws towards the end of the game. There's your, you know, there's there's a difference in the game there, you know. So that, that that's my problem with this Orlando game. It was a very winnable game. It shouldn't have been that close. But, you know, uh, we play down to, our, you know, we play with our food sometimes. So. Yeah, it kind of sucked to see that come back. It kind of sucked to see that come back. And going back to that Jalen Brunson play, it was in that exact moment that I said, yeah, Jalen can go. If Luca's not willing to give him the ball in that situation, then why, why, what are we holding on to? Would he have looked off Jalen Brown in that situation? 
I what, fucking hope not. <laughs> would he have looked off Bradley Beal? Would he have looked off Zach Levine? Would he have looked off Brandon Ingram? You know, like I can go down the list of legitimate number two type of guys. And DeMar DeRozan? Know, yeah. DeMar, <laughs> DeMar, would, he, would he look off DeRozan? Probably not. Probably not. I just don't think that he has that faith in Brunson. And if he doesn't have that faith in Brunson, again, what are we holding on to? If there's a trade package that, that helps our team, whether it's draft capital, young players, I don't care. We can flip them later if we need to. We can develop them. Uh, we are, we're, we're not a contender right now. And so holding on to players that don't fit what we're trying to do in two, three, four years is not necessarily, that doesn't make sense. Understandable. Uh, I honestly believe everybody on this team is expendable except for Luca. Uh, we kind of allude. I kind of allude to this earlier. I'm not expecting any moves at the trade deadline. Uh, maybe that's the pessimist in me. Maybe that's just me feeling. Uh, Mavs are gonna Mavs regardless of who's in the front office. Or maybe I just feel like there are really no moves to be made that really are worth making. Like realistic moves. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what's available. Uh, I'm not in the front offices. Again, I am an outsider, so you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't really see any realistic moves that the Mavs are pulled the trigger on. Uh, if they did, it would most likely involve Jalen Brunson and or Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, especially if it's a trade that makes us better, that's improving us. It has to be those guys. So I don't really see what trade that would be out there. So I'm going into this other mindset of we're not making a move. Uh, if we do, it won't be a big move. Uh, maybe we get someone in the buyout market down the line. Maybe we make a small trade at the deadline that doesn't really improve us too much. Just it's kind of a linear move, but something I could be excited about. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. If we make a big move, then fantastic. I mean, if it works out. I'll be elated if it's something I'm excited about. You'll know about it, but I'm not expecting any of that at all going into it. And I like to keep it that way. So uh, expect disappointment. Can't be disappointed. I'm going to let it slide. So, <laughs> you know what I think the Mavs are doing, right? With this trade deadline. What we always do. Not a damn thing, but wait for other teams to do something and try to be that third or fourth team to, and then try to act like, oh, we were so smart because we just happened to be available and have these, these this be able to get in here and, and absorb this player, blah, 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 type of stuff. That That's what they're doing. Uh, they probably have some decent deals on the table. I'm sure Brunson, I think Brunson and DFS, if, if I'm recalling from the Mark Stein thing earlier, are the only players that people want uh, because they're expiring, uh, because Brunson has the potential to be a starter for a mid-level team um, or a team that has other players that he doesn't have to do everything on. Um, and I I believe we should free him to do that. Like, And it's funny because, again, I predicted this Brunson situation before he was even drafted, that his career would go like it's going. Um, so that moment, again, last night, if I'm Jalen Brunson, I'm saying – Fuck Luca, I'm, I'm walking in the off season. Like I don't, I don't have to stand for this. Like I'm supposed to be the twenty million dollar man. Ain't no reason I need to be getting looked off in that situation. That's just me as a hooper. 
he definitely ain't the twenty million dollar man. But all right, uh, he yeah, about to be. <laughs> give him, give him a couple months. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Jose. He's a oh, big student, man. Uh, Start speaking until you tell him to. Did Did y'all see that that fresh and fit uh meme where it's like that that buff dude with with the girl and w- one of the the podcasters like faces uh pasted on on the dude who's holding all the books and stuff who's supposed to be like the nerdy guy yeah but, yeah, but yeah. uh okay so what i'm trying to get at is this it's analogy like, that, the way that the, I, I actually posted that one time on facebook like well the, the mavericks are are the dude holding the damn book at the trade deadline and in free agency they the ones holding the books they they the one crying and shit when something doesn't get done. Well, yes, I, I would say that's our fan base in a nutshell. Honestly, we we the people holding the book at the end of the day while somebody else is walking off with our piece, bro. It's hard out here. Uh, we're moving forward. Um, after that, <laughs> that eulogy. Um. so uh this past week as you know all-star weekend is coming up um the all-star starters and captains were revealed this week bit of controversy controversy has been coming from it uh something i'd like to get y'all opinions on real quick um first things first the captains have been voted kevin durant and lebron james not much of a surprise there two of if not the two most popular players in the league um so the eastern conference starters go as kevin durant Giannis Antetokounmpo, joel Embiid, trey young demar derozan the western conference starters go lebron james nikola Jokic, stephen curry john morant here we go. And the most polarizing choice out of the 10 starters is the Canadian Air Maple, Mr. Andrew Wiggins. I did that. That was not that was that was not a mistake, people. Andrew Wiggins is starting in the not, not the ABA, not the CBA, not the G League. He's starting in the NBA. Much deserved star game. Much deserved. Come on, Bibbs. Earned that. Come on, Bibbs. He earned Cut it that. out. Come on, Bibbs. What? What? What's the problem? Why are y'all hating on my boy? Like, look, you know what? Started from saying... the bottom. Back then, they didn't want me. Oh <laughs> They all on me. You know what? You know what? I'm going to stay consistent because I told Mavs fans why y'all tripping about Luka. At the end of the day, it does not matter if you're a starter or you're coming off the bench. All that they're going to say at the end of the day is that you're an all-star. My thing is, I'm not sure this motherfucker should be an all-star. <laughs> like At all? At all. Come on, man. Why? Because he's averaging 19 points per game on the Warriors? He's been playing elite defense. And yes, elite? Yeah, elite? Elite. 
elite for him been, or elite in general? He's been holding it down for the Golden State Warriors all year. He's a big part. Holding it down ain't elite defense. Holding it down for the Warriors all year. He's been the number two. He's been the number two. By default, because Clay wasn't there. So he stepped up into that role. He owned it. He did his thing. He put his foot down. He was slamming. He was doing everything the, he was supposed to do. He's the number two on offense, and he's only the third best player on that team. And to be honest, with Clayback, he's the fourth best player. And Draymond got hurt, and his votes went to Andrew Wiggins, and that's why he's in the all-star starting. I mean, you got to look at this, what, the full scenario. First of all, Lucas should have been a forward because he's big as hell, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, if LeBron is a forward, Luka is a forward. That's Let's keep it a hundo. But that's not the case. Luka was a guard. John Morant is sexy. That's why Luka lost that spot. So when we look at the forwards, PG probably would have got that third spot, but he got hurt. Out of sight, out of mind. By the PG. The Lakers suck. AD wasn't about to get no votes from the people, so he fell out. Uh, even I think Lakers fans halfway don't even care for him anymore. Um, the players voted KP ahead of AD. So that tells you where he stands with the people. Uh, AD was not getting that spot. Gobert probably is the person that deserved it the most. It's no probably. But nobody likes Rudy Gobert. So that's a problem. <laughs> now, uh, the, the players actually voted Gobert, I believe, into that spot. My issue always had an issue with the voting i understand people always say and people only say this when their players from their teams get voted oh well people want to see this guy that's what the right. warriors fans are saying people want to see wiggins no one wants to see rudy gobert why because his style <laughs> of that. play isn't flashy and doesn't fit an all-star game okay cool tell me what's flashy and all-star like about andrew wiggins game getting carried to the all-star game by steph curry please tell me tell me what's flashy what has Andrew Wiggins, name a moment Andrew Wiggins has this year where he's like, man, this guy's an all-star. And, yeah, and Duncan on Cat ain't one of them. What you got, Isaac? No, this, is, um, this will add to Steph's uh, goat case on Bibbs' series, you know, bringing Andrew Wiggins to a starter role. Like, that's got to be his greatest Facts. career accomplishment. Facts. <laughs> that's greater than being the first unanimous MVP. You had Andrew Wiggins make not only the All-Star game, but be a starter off of your coattails alone. What's up, Jose? All right, so I have another rant. I'm sorry. I have to do this, bro. But it's not even to deal with, with Andrew Wiggins. Like, you know, I don't I don't give a damn. Luca's an All-Star, will be an All-Star, continue to be an All-Star. That's just fact. But, all right. So when we have a Dallas beat writer voting for an all-star and they didn't vote for Luca, don't I hate to I hate to do this because I don't want to police fandom or anything like this, but y'all are trashing this woman's character. Y'all y'all are asking for her to be fired. Like, bro, what kind of shit is this? You and her mentions call, uh calling her a clown and you know, just dogging her out for not voting for Luca. Really, it's, it's not that serious. Again, Luca is talented enough to be a damn all star on his own. He don't need Dallas beat writers to be biased or even objective, maybe, and, and vote him in. Luca got talent, but to trash one of our own and to trash a woman too who has worked her ass off to get where she is at, like, fucking suck it up, bro. Come on, what what are we doing as a fan base? 
let let people have their hot take. It, it doesn't matter if we're right or wrong in any of this shit. Because at the end of the day, we're more than what we are in terms of our opinions and thoughts. Uh, damn, I just got deep as hell in that. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, you, you know, uh, again, whether we're right or wrong, you shouldn't always have to be dragged by the social constructs of your opinions. Because at the end of the day, they're your opinions. That's the freedom. Enjoy it. I agree. Uh, I saw that woman's tweet. I did not care. Callie uh, Kaplan is the the person yes, in question. That's her I don't name. I think we said her name. We didn't say her name. Callie and Kaplan. I I will say just real quick. I I enjoy her coverage. She she always adds some personality to every all of her reports, and she keeps it real. She keeps it raw, and I I love that about it personally. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have to vote for Luca as a starter. She's not saying he's not an all star in general. She's saying she didn't vote for the dude as a starter, and that's a hundred percent okay. Uh, I wouldn't have voted for him as a starter either. I would have had Steph and John Morant. And she I voted uh, Steph and Booker, right? And that's perfectly acceptable. I too. think it was John Booker, but yeah, was it John Booker. Okay, okay. Either one would have been acceptable. Booker yeah. has Booker's team has the best record in the Western Conference. Now, my question to you is: There's a lot of talk going around, and people are bringing up the conversation again. Oh well. Maybe we should change the all-star voting system. Maybe there shouldn't be positions since there's now, quote-unquote, positionless basketball. Something I personally don't agree with. I don't feel like taking positions out of basketball is necessary because positions are necessary in basketball. It's just players are more versatile now and can play multiple different positions and defend multiple different positions. But when you have a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who is clearly playing small forward for the Chicago Bulls. Lonzo and Zach Levine are on the court, so he's not <laughs> the, the third guard. Being able to be voted in at shooting guard, why is that not acceptable for other players? There are players out here who aren't just playing one position. Luka Doncic is not just a shooting I'm at a point guard. He plays small forward in some lineups. And he defends small forwards and power forwards. Like, so, so who, well, I need to know who's making those decisions, first of all. I feel like some players should be double eligible. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Do you think that that gets it complicated as far as, like, splitting their votes? Like, what if half their votes are as a guard and half their votes are as a forward? Like, how would you decide where to put them? I think they should just be in the pool where their votes count in general. Mm-hmm doesn't count for guard or forward they're just it, it counts in like for instance um I'm trying to use someone as an example luca as an example say luca is guard slash forward uh, slash front court he can be in the guard section and the front court section i think you can make it even simpler like what just pick five players from the east and five players from the west period well, I mean, then that would get rid of the positions where I feel like there should. But be no, something. then the vote, then the, the whoever's tabulating the votes, still goes with the top two guards and the top three front court players. But people who are voting don't have to vote point guard, 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 four, 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 and it's just total votes. But then wouldn't we still get the same results? N- well, because you would have to pick five positions. If you right have players like, if you have players like Luca. DeMar DeRozan etc who can go as a guard or forward when you get to that fifth spot 
then you can they can go in either pool basically right you have more flexibility right so that way it's not the people making that decision necessarily um even though a lot of people are going to do their ballot like they're doing a starting lineup i think that's part of why wiggins got there as well like people didn't want to people didn't vote for Jokic and gobert often probably uh yeah, a lot of you people... don't want to see them beside each other yeah i i would love to see them beside each other i don't i mean what Jokic is a point guard who's seven feet tall like I, <laughs> he just happens to play center but uh yeah i'm gonna kick it to i'm gonna kick it to y'all give y'all thoughts on Big rollo had his hand up a minute ago okay uh i'm gonna <laughs> kick it to rollo then i'm gonna kick it to isaac then jose uh say anything you need to say say anything on your mind if you have any thoughts about wiggins being a starter or an all-star in general in my opinion uh yeah so rollo isaac then jose so uh, um, with all this Wiggins talk, you guys are, are are looking for a reason not to be back on all nights of podcast there, right? <laughs> of the I, I already said, hey, <laughs> I, I said Wiggins was an all star. <laughs> okay, call. okay, okay. No, <laughs> no. What I was gonna say, um, uh, the thing about the all star, I guess uh, another way um, to look at it is is uh, maybe doing like you know two back court, two front court, and then maybe like one wild card, and like, like a you flex. said. Yeah, like a flex. Yeah, and then do, doing something like that, and then and then you guys could base it, you know, or they could base it on a, a, a cumulative uh, total. And then the last thing, I mean, I man, honestly, I I don't really care that Wiggins is is an all star starter. Who gives a shit? Like I said, everybody that got uh, that's going to be an all star. Let's look at who is an all star and who is an all star snub. You know, let's look at that at, at the end of days. You know, who's going to get snubbed? Because I believe you know in the East, it's going to be Garland. Um, is it um, Trey Young? And I think the Lamelo might get snubbed, or it could be Garland getting snubbed over there. So I mean, that that's the bigger conspiracy, right? But but the biggest thing for me, man, and, and it really kind of pisses me off. Um, Jose alluded to it a little bit, you know, talking about Kelly Kaplan, and yet definitely I love her coverage and everything like that. But who are these asshole media members that didn't vote at all for Luca? That's what I want to know, because I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, I just don't understand that, man. I mean, I I, I don't get zero votes for Luca. You know, I believe I, I I just didn't get that. That's that that's the only thing as far as my problem with the media and their vote. You know, the fan vote is what it is. It's a popularity contest. You know, the um you know the players vote is what it is. They're gonna always vote for their friends. I think. You know, I think somebody joked that uh, Luca might have voted for Boban to be an All Star, which is which is hilarious as hell to me because it's like some people, I think somebody said that Ben Simmons got a couple of votes. I mean, this has just been ridiculous, you know? So, um, yeah, that's all I got, you know? All right, Isaac. I will say we were talking about if you did top five vote getters, you might get like a lopsided lineup. But I was looking at this year and last year's fan voting. I didn't go past that because I didn't have enough time. The top five vote getters in both conferences from the last two years would have made a fine starting lineup. Like there are two guards, two forwards, and a center. So I feel like just making it top five in general will be fine. Maybe that would work then. Uh, I did not. Know. Do you have the names up right now by chance? Or? Yeah, I do. So for 2021, which was last year, if they went purely by fan vote, it would have been Luca. Harden, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. I feel like that's a respectable five-man starting lineup. I agree. For the East, it would be Trey, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Pascal, Joel Embiid. That's respectable, I think. That is true. And then this year, it would be Steph, Ja, 
Andrew Wiggins, whatever, LeBron, and Nikola Jokic. And then in the East, it would be Trey, DeMar, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Those are those are starting lineups. I don't think there's any glaring position problems there. I agree. That is a start. That, I mean, obviously, still, Andrew Wiggins would have started, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, um, I agree. Those are starting lineups. So maybe if they decide to switch to that, also liked Rolo's idea of the flex. It was something I was thinking about um, while I was giving my soliloquy. But, um, yeah, do you have anything to add? on top of that as far as like starting uh lineups who you would have liked to see in any way you like to see them change it or you agree with bibs uh change i think that i, I love the fan vote i love the idea of a fan vote fan should not get 50 percent. i think it should be 33 33 33 media players and fans all even i agree that makes sense uh i mean even the players are wasting votes. Like, players are voting for some of these guys who shouldn't be getting votes. Guys like Melo out here getting votes. It's just... Come on. It's not 2007. It's not 2013. Let's stop playing these games. Like, take votes serious. Stop wasting them. Okay? Uh, Jose, you got anything else to add? This is America. Uh, people voted for Kanye for president. You're absolutely correct. And people hold up. People voted, voted for, for these nights. <laughs> and they voted for Harambe as well, so, you know. Well, uh, the only thing, like, uh, I really fucked with Rolo's idea of, uh, of a flex. But, I mean, the NBA has become way too talented to just have settle for 12. Let, let's roll with 15, expand the roster. So, that way, the people who are snubbed probably are just snubbed as reserves instead, you know. Just open it up a little bit. It, it's time. I mean, as far as uh, what the All Star Game as a whole, I really like the the Kobe tribute to to plus twenty four going into the fourth quarter, whatever those scores are, and then just twenty four on top of that. I really like that idea. As far as starters, um, I don't care. I, I'm All Star Weekend is just fun and games. Just my my biggest quarrel is just open up the roster. Yeah, I've heard a lot of talk about that. Um, I think I think that makes sense. I guess it's just like for me, it will be like it's already bad enough allocating minutes between these tw- twelve guys who are all starters, and now right on their team, fifteen would be an even bigger task. Just trying to get everyone out on the floor. Um, I'm kind of coming to the point where. The word snub is just like whatever. Like every year someone is going to get left off. You feel me? Uh, Every year someone's going to get left off. They're going to be guys who deserve it and miss it because the league is so talented. Now, to be honest, they can push that to 15 and there's still going to be guys like, damn, that guy should have made it. So it's just like the NCAA tournament. Like we talked about expanding the NCAA tournament for years. Oh, there's always two or three teams that aren't that are left off that should have been in, and so we expanded it, and we still have two or three teams that are left off that could have been in. And no matter how far you expanded it, there's always going to be somebody that was just as good as the last guy that got in. So um, 
I think I like that it stays at the number it's at because it makes it easy for me to do the goat. No, I was kidding. I don't even count all stars because of that, because of the lack of seriousness in the all star voting. Um, I will say, with regard to how people responded to the Luca situation, I think the younger generation was definitely a lot more worked up. I think the older generation got so used to Dirk not getting voted in that we just don't give a damn about the starter situation. And uh, he's going to be in the game at the end of the day, when you go on basketball reference and you look at a player's history, it doesn't say five all-star starts, 12 total all-stars. It says 12 all-star appearances. So it is what it is. I couldn't care less about Luca not starting. I actually publicly said, I hope he doesn't start <laughs> because of how he looked at the beginning of the season. Um, maybe it'll motivate him. He's looked like a different player these last few games. So, you know, a guy like him, he needs these little slights because he's always at the mountaintop. So the more slights we can give him, the better, because you need that chip to, to keep you keep you on your game, to keep you focused. Uh, and then I never got to address it with uh, the, the media not voting for Luca. He's not the darling anymore. They moved on to John Morant. They've gotten tired of Luca's antics. And so the only way to change that is to smack him upside the head with his... You know what, um, Jose? What you got, man? All right. So, um, I, I just thought about this. So, what if they have another All Star game with like snub players or people who were didn't end up with enough votes for Saturday? I mean, it, it's All Star weekend. Let let the players play who want to have absolutely, a absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not for me. Because <laughs> then that, like, takes away the credibility of being an all-star in the first place. It's like, oh, okay, you are all-star, but these guys were snub all-stars. So it's like either you're taking credibility away from the actual all-stars or you're kind of insulting these guys like, eh, you didn't make it. Here's a participation trophy. Like, here's a participation game. The G League, the G League of the all-star game. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> even accept that. Like, man, don't know. I'll just go and watch. Like, yeah, I think part of that is why they they have the Rising Stars game for like the young players because you know a young guy could have a ridiculous season, Anthony Edwards, and not get consideration for an All Star game because you got to take your lumps before you're gonna get those votes, and he has not taken any lumps yet. Lamelo may fall into that same boat this year. He's one of those fringe All Stars. They're gonna put a vet ahead of him if it comes down to it. Like I can just tell you that's how it's gonna go. Um, and then so. I think one thing that they do is try to get those fringe guys into the like skills competition or three point contest or whatever to, so they can get some recognition. But you know, the truth is a lot of those guys plan vacations cause they don't expect to get it. And I, I can't remember who it was. I feel like a few years ago, it was like, I didn't expect to get voted to the all-star. I had to cancel my plans, like to, to go to the all-star game. And you know, some of those guys enjoy that break. So I respect that too. Um, I think, what was I going to say? There was one last thing I wanted to get off my... Uh, they changed the the Rising Stars game. I don't know if y'all saw, they're going to do four teams of seven. So there's going to be 28. And the fourth spot on each team is going to be uh, four of the, the G League Ignite guys uh, that are draft eligible. I personally like that because this is going to be the biggest showcase for those four guys um, on the biggest stage. A uh, huge opportunity for them. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Uh, did you not know about this? Wait, 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 wait. I, I, okay, this is confusing. Hold up. Four what? Four, 
like four when teams four for four. Four for four. Four for four. Seven. There's going to be seven players on each team. They've already dropped the uniforms and everything. So they're going to vote for 24 players off the first and second year players. And then they're going to add the four G League Ignite guys. I think there's only six that are eligible. So they're going to add four of the G League Ignite guys, not including the 17-year-old who's not draft eligible. But of the six draft eligible guys, they're going to bring four of them, disperse them amongst the four teams, and then they're going to do like a tournament between the teams. Disperse them amongst the four teams? Yeah, so they're going to take four G League Ignite guys and give one to each team. Wait, why are there four teams? They're going to do a tournament. They're going to play, I think... I wish I had it in front of me. I think the the first round they're gonna play the fifty, and then the finals are gonna play the twenty five for the seventy fifth right. anniversary, uh, between the two winners of the games to fifty. Okay, so they're taking rookies and sophomores, both international and American. Correct. Splitting them up. They're gonna have, have two four teams, captains. two teams each, two international teams. American team. I don't think it's international versus American this time. So it's just rookies and sophomores? Yes. So is it two teams of rookies and two teams of sophomores? No. They're in a pool. No, it's just everybody in a pool. Yeah. And they're going to have captains. I can't. They had a special way they were doing a captain. I think two of them are going to be assistant coaches, and then two of them are going to be like legacy 75th anniversary players. Two of the coaches. Okay. They're going to pick the teams. Okay. And then they're gonna have the little tournament. Okay. So let me say this. Can y'all can y'all hear me clearly? Oh, he got closer to the mic. Very can y'all hear me clearly? Very clearly. This is the dumbest fucking all star weekend idea they've had since they introduced the fucking wheel in the dunk contest. Why yo the world USA versus the world was perfect, perfectly fine. You know what else was perfectly fine? Rookies versus sophomores. Rookies versus. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. Sophomores won most of the time. You know why? Because they're experienced NBA players. But when you get that special moment where the rookies beat the sophomores, you're like, wow, this is amazing. What? Basically, what you're telling me by introducing this concept is don't watch this shit and i will abide by that i will not watch this shit moving on i will be watching the celebrity all-star game you can kick rocks with this <laughs> i agree rookies versus sophomores was where it was at i didn't care that the sophomores won every year it's again rites of passage the sophomores don't want to lose to the rookies so they go hard and the rookies want to beat the sophomores so they go hard so it, it worked perfectly and I personally miss it. I hated the international versus U.S. because I think there was a couple of years where the international squad wasn't as deep and they were just throwing in anybody to round out that roster. And it's like, man, there was a couple of Americans that probably deserve to be here. But y'all had to do this international thing. And now we got to watch Zarko Kabarkaba's little brother who's averaging half a point a game in his three games played on his roster. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, quickly, uh, when when Ben Simmons and Luca were uh, team world, Ben Simmons ball hogged the shit out of it, and it disgusted me because Luca should have got enough opportunities as well. Yeah, and that's why I don't want Ben Simmons in that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Any other thoughts about about this game? 
It's fucking stupid. I just want to say that again. <laughs> but outside of that, it, it, it really just kind of fucking annoyed me. I'm going to be honest. And I didn't drop about four F-bombs already. I'm sorry. But this is stupid. This Who came up with this idea? It can't be the same person that came up with the idea for the Kobe tribute. You just can't. Oh, let's play the 50. Then for the finals, right. let's play the 25. Because... Because 50 plus 25 equals 75. Oh, my goodness. Did you know it's the 75th anniversary of the NBA? No, you only tell us every single goddamn game. You know what? Let's move on. Speaking of 75th anniversary, the the, the GOAT series is moving along. We're down to the top 20. Uh, just dropped two more episodes. Next episode is going to come out later this week. I think uh, Thursday's our open night. Yeah, Thursday. I'll try to drop the next episode, so be looking, be on the lookout for that. The top seventy-five will be released in its entirety as of next week. Uh, also on Thursday, we're gonna learn who the rest of the All Stars are. Luca will be in that batch, I promise. There will be no crying on the timeline uh, for Luka Doncic because he will be be in that number. Um, last thing I'll say about the All Star game, I think that one thing that people depend on is the injury replacements. As far as when they're picking the All Stars, um, where there's going to be a few, I think they got to replace KD. Also, he's already opted out of the game, so there's going to be a few injury replacement spots that I think will allow everybody that I'm hoping gets in to get into to the All Star game. So uh, that's all I got there. All right. Well, I guess with that being said, being said, uh, stupid fucking game. Um, let's move on. Uh, we're going to move on to our unsung hero and the infamous weekly forecast. You want to do the ad read or you want to do that at the end or something? You just, you just fucked it up. Because what I was about to say was we're going to move on to the unsung hero and Bibbs' weekly forecast after this ad break. But you know what? <laughs> You know what? I, I just I, I don't know what it is about this weekend and today that I got to deal with this shit. You know what? Here's a here's a word from our sponsor. God damn it, Bibbs. You just couldn't let me finish. <laughs> I'ma let you finish, but for, no I'm skin. Um <clears throat> what else was I about to say? Oh, make sure you got your beat selected because I'm going in. <clears throat> oh wait, you rapping again? Yeah. See, I had something selected, but I was like, I think this will be fun for you to talk over, but not rap over. But sure, if you want to, okay. we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. You I gotta, wish you'd have I might, me this I might tell you to switch the beat. Right <clears throat> or five fingers of death or something. Hey, come on, man! I ain't ready for all. That. <laughs> I ain't ready for all. That. The greatest game in American sports history is finally here. Super Bowl Fifty Six is upon us, and the matchup is set. It's the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And maybe one of these teams is your favorite team. Maybe you just like to gamble like me. Maybe you have a gambling problem like me. Well, if that's the case, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team, regardless of your fandom. All you have to do is bet $5.00. And get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Me, myself, I'll be stepping back for the Super Bowl. I did enough betting. I lost enough money this year. But the opportunity is still there for you through DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York. 
meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HO-PENNY or text HO-PENNY, and that's with one N, to 467-369. It's Hope New York. It's Hope New York. <laughs> Oh my god! It's not whole penny. It's whole. Oh my god! Oh, my head it. Maybe you guys can get the strip club to to be the sponsor now too. <laughs> Ain't no way, man. Bro, you died over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Penny. Hey, yo, uh, hold up, hold up. <clears throat> did you read? How did you read it last week? Because you that didn't say no that wasn't, New York. That wasn't on there last week. That I must have heard it on another podcast. <laughs> oh, snap. <clears throat> the, the strippers thought, ain't there. I thought Isaac's cat was a monkey just now. I'm tripping. Like, we <laughs> need to wrap this up. All right, so um, people, he was he was squat tied. <laughs> hopefully, Bibbs leaves this in the episode. Oh, this was comedy gold. Um, nah, this going at the beginning or something. I, I, I no, nah, don't even edit this out. Just like let it ride. Like I gotta, I gotta put it at the beginning too. Oh I'm yeah, you gotta do the yeah. CJ McCollum thing. Yeah, cold, cold open. We doing a cold open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm crying. Okay, so. <sighs> After that message from our sponsor, uh, we're doing something a little different this week. We are indeed doing uh, the Unsung Heroes, but this week, I will not be participating. I will not be giving my Unsung Hero. Our three guests will be giving their Unsung Heroes of the Week. Now, you don't have to do too much explaining on why that's your Unsung Hero. You can give a quick explanation, then we'll move on. We'll go Isaac, Rolo, and save Jose for last. So, Isaac, who is your unsung Mavs Outsiders Hero of the Week? Got to go with Josh Green. Uh, he got a tough a tough poster on Tuesday, and then he turned it around, and he's averaging 11 points in the last three games. So I love the improvement. All right, all right. One for Josh Green. Love to see it. Uh, a guy who has gotten the Unsung Hero Award from me before. Rolo, who's your Unsung Hero? Uh, my Unsung Hero for the week is Jalen Brunson. Uh, he did have a tough game, 
against Golden State in a tough game against Orlando, but he aver- he had 20 total assists in the two wins. And that's not something that uh, that he normally does. He, he's not, you know, he's known for scoring more than assisting. So, I mean, I really appreciated his effort. And he did have double digits, I believe, in the Golden State and the, and the Orlando games. He just didn't have a all-around good game in those two. So, but I, I, my vote's for Jalen Brunson. All right, and last but not least, Jose. I feel like I might know who yours is based off of that reaction, but go ahead and give your unsung hero. All right, so uh, shout out to Landa Thomas for providing this for me. Uh, fellow Mavs fan, uh, he works within the media of Dallas coverage, so shout out to him for this wealth of knowledge. Luca, in his last seven games, became. 10th overall in all-time triple doubles. He's averaging 30 points, 49% from field goal range, 38.6 from three-point range, averaging uh, 9.9 rebounds per game and 9.3 assists per game. So not to be Captain Obvious, I know it's a taboo, but Luca is my unsung hero of the week. Bibbs, I did it. I did it. I I was hoping I said, man, it's probably not going to happen. But I want them to have three different unsung heroes of the week so I can put a poll out and y'all came through. I could not be happier and more appreciative. Now, Jose, I ain't going to lie. You're crazy as hell. That's different. That's that He ain't necessarily unsung. But when you put it that way, I guess it's a thing where people aren't talking about this that Luca did this week as much. So... Right. Like and drop 15 to pounds too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Lucas had to dominate that poll. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Are you gonna you know. put the pitches underneath the poll? Hmm. I should. Send Reese your pitch in 280 characters or less in the DM. Yeah, do that. And I'll uh and I'll make sure to add it under the poll so people will have uh It'll be context behind it because context matters. Right, right. So, uh, okay, Bib. <coughs> so, um, you wanted a beat again, correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. All right. So, I have to tell you, you have to keep this to two minutes and fifty-three seconds or less. I think I can. Uh, I think I can pull that off. All right. So, uh, we are kicking it to Weatherman Bibs for his weekly forecast and like last week he will be rapping and freestyling his weekly forecast so i guess you could say he's going back to back oh snap <clears throat> let me clear my throat real quick Oh, turn my turn my headphones up. Turn my headphones up. Yeah. Check it. On Wednesday we face OKC. Huh. That's no problem if you asking me. You see the biggest threat they got is SGA. But you know he's not gonna play. Huh. Friday we play Philly. And Joel Embiid. Uh if you've been paying attention, he's probably the MVP. Not to mention they got Seth Curry, and uh, he's uh, pretty wet from the three. That's a loss. 
There's not much else I can say about that. I'm sorry, guys. And I've lost the beat. I've lost my feet. I'm about to probably lose my seat. You see, I just rhyme. Drop of a dime. Isaac went away. He's probably crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for a second. <clears throat> Weatherman bids. Y'all can't see this, but he's wearing the shirt. Sunday. <laughs> oh, we play Atlanta. They got that little lollipop with the hair stuck to it looking dude. Anyway, look, when we face Atlanta, we better win. I'm not playing losing as a sin. We can't face them again. We can't beat them in the wind. I'm just saying words that rhyme. This sounds like a crime, but I just want to say that if we lose to Atlanta, it's going to be ugly on the timeline. There's going to be a lot of crime. There's going to be a lot of flying, F-bombs and things like that, because if we lose to Atlanta, it's going to be real whack, and people are going to always do the Luca versus Trey thing. I'm really starting to hate him. He's an all-star starter, and they're probably going to start some more beef for no reason. People are going to be asking for Julius Randle on the Mavericks if we lose to the Atlanta Hawks. That's all I'm saying. People are going to be asking for KP's head on a stake, whether he plays or not. Don't lose to Atlanta. That's Weatherman Biz. I'm out. Two minutes and 35 seconds. Okay. I messed myself up. I'm so so let me say this Yo. right now. <laughs> let me say this right now. You got that goddamn shirt on looking big as hell. You look like the dude on the timeline who be dancing, who weigh like 335 pounds. I don't know. I don't know if you still got the, the other shirt on under that shirt. I, I don't know, but you you look overtly big. You, you know oh, who dying. you look like? You look like oh, Tyrone. Oh, My name Tyrone, and I'm in a fuck this man's wife. That's who you look like, cause you got the do right on. Now, um, the rap look. This, this rapping not gonna be a weekly thing, is it? I messed up. I'm gonna say I'm messed up. Last time I went off the dome, and this time I took notes, and I wasn't ready for a beat that was that quick. Mm. And so I was trying to read the notes at first, and then I, I did I, that to be spiteful because it's a Drake beat, and I know you hate Drake. I do, and I almost wanted to say that, but you know it is what it is. I I, I switched from from the reading the notes to off the dome like halfway through. <laughs> you probably could tell. I could tell. <clears throat> so I mean, it, you caught it you, on that Atlanta Hawks game. You know, that's you, where I started like just yeah. going off the dome because I was started, reading notes. You started previously. flowing. You started flowing. You know, it was. I should have just. Yeah. I should have stuck with off the dome. Yeah, you should have stuck with off the dome, bro. It's all good. Um, that was entertaining to say the least. Um, I, I busted a seat yeah. on the shirt when I was putting it on. I'm, I'm gonna be on. honest that that rap and your rap last week are probably both more entertaining than that fucking Rising Stars tournament is gonna be for <laughs> But you know, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the last I'll say about it. That's the last I'll say about it. But with that being said, uh, we're going to close the show out now, and I want to thank Isaac, Rolo, and Jose for coming on. Uh, we haven't done a panel in a while. These panels usually get a good reaction, so maybe we'll do more. Uh, I'm not going to say DM us if you'd like to be on. We'll reach out to you. Uh, we'll get in contact with your agents. Um, but before we close out, do you guys have any parting words that you would like to say? 
Nah, just go Mavs. <laughs> go Mavs, okay. Uh, I was just going to say, man. Yeah, I was just going to say, was that Weatherman bids or was that Kermit bids, man? I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have a ton of voices in your bank, sometimes you just switch automatically. Uh, I was going to go with the surfer man voice at one point, but, you know, it didn't feel appropriate in this situation. Is that Matthew Lillard? <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> or I could have gone with like a preppy white girl. And that would have been really interesting, probably, but you know, it didn't feel appropriate in that situation either. I was, I was rolling, man. I was rolling. That was hilarious. <laughs> is this oh, like man. a, is this like a split situation? Listen here, Reese. What if the you... fuck is this? <laughs> okay, Jose, any, <laughs> any, any parting words? Well, Reese, I think we're in for a long week. Oh my goodness. Okay. Multiplying. Okay. All right. Stop, bro. Real quick. Uh, just shout out to you guys for for bringing us on your platform. And you know, I usually have these closing words for our pregame show. You know, enjoy the week, enjoy these masks, and don't forget to drink your water. That last part is very important. But there's one thing I forgot. What's up, Isaac? Just want to say shout out to y'all getting that uh, SI deal. Y'all said it earlier, but I love listening to y'all every week, and Thank it's you. definitely deserved. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. We've been getting a lot of support on that. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have the success or the little bit of success we have without the people supporting us. So we're happy to have y'all along the ride with us. Uh, with that said, leave a review. Absolutely. Leave a review. <laughs> but uh, let's review this week coming up first. Predictions, record predictions. Of course, we got OKC Wednesday, Philly Friday, ATL Sunday. We have, you know, some rest in between those games. Not sure when KP will be coming back. But uh, let's go Rolo, Jose, and then Isaac. Rolo, what is your prediction for the week for the Mavs record? If KP's back, I say two and one. If KP's not back, we are... Probably going to go one and two. So Atlanta's been pretty hot. So I I, I hope not. I, I'm wanting I'm wanting to stick with the two and one, but we'll see what happens with KP. You know. All right, Jose. Hmm. I want to be optimistic, but no, don't, we don't say that word on this podcast. <laughs> Damn, shadow band already. Nah, <laughs> uh, I, I want to say realistically, uh, one and two with or without KP. I mean. The 76ers got more talent, and the way Atlanta is on fire right now, and Kongu is is really locking folks up. I mean, one and two. All right, Isaac. Oh boy, I'm not gonna do the voice because I don't have the talent. Oh this God. Does. But call me Optimus Isaac. I don't care. We're going three and All games are at home. We don't have to travel. We'll take care of these games, and we will take care of this dumbass loss we had to Orlando. We, if I have to follow up, I'm Team Isaac. I'm going three and zero and two, baby. Wow. Let's go, Bibs. You know, Reese, I'm uh, feeling oh, a little. Don't, get... <laughs> don't make I'm me not, in this. I'm not feeling optimistic at all. Hey um, guys, what the fuck was that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Am I losing my mind? Like, what, yeah, what you are. Uh, two and one. I, I think Philly definitely beats us. And like I said, we cannot lose to Atlanta. So I'm not calling that a loss. We got to win that game. Two and one. All right. So With or without KP? Same. Uh, I have three and oh with or without KP. Mm. Y'all, y'all some real optimists over here. Shout you know out the to hell I'm not. Shout out to my little brother, Optimus Bibbs. Fuck him. Hey, Reese. You know what? We not doing You know what? <clears throat> so, with that being said, uh, before this dude makes an impromptu uh, appearance, we're going to close out the show. Um, thank you, Rolo, Jose, and Isaac for coming on. Make sure y'all follow them on Twitter. Would y'all like to drop y'all Twitter handles? Mine's a at speak on it, Rolo. Appreciate you. Very easy. <laughs> Mine's is uh, too damn long. Just type in Jose Mata. You'll find me. <laughs> Fair enough. And then mine is at Isaac Appel, I-S-A-A-C-A-P-P-E-L-T. All right. Follow those dudes. They both doing great things. Uh, they also support the Mavs Outsiders. Speaking of the Mavs Outsiders, that's the podcast you're listening to. Did you know that we have a Twitter page? Mm. Did you know that we have an Instagram page? Mm. Now, you can follow us on Twitter at Mavs Outsiders. You can follow us on Instagram at Mavs Outsiders Pod. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bibs, anything you want to say to the people? Yeah, thank you to everybody who has already gone out and uh, done the reviews. I think we're up to 18 already on Spotify, and I think we're up to 38 now on um, on uh, Apple. So thank you to everybody who's gone out there. Fuck you to whoever gave us a one-star on Spotify. No, I was getting out <laughs> Keep it, I, I wish you could leave comments on Spotify. You can't leave comments yet. You just put the star rating, so that's all good. Um, what did they say? Love me or hate me is still an obsession. Love me or hate me, that is the question. If you love me, then thank you. If you hate me, then you. All right. Shout out to Lady Sovereign, the, the OG. Bars. Um, <clears throat> and that's all I got, man. Uh, thank you to everybody <laughs> for coming through. I think this is going to be almost a two-hour long podcast. Thank you to our guests for, for enduring our, our nonsense and shenanigans tonight. I appreciate y'all coming through. Appreciate y'all giving us your time, and I'm looking forward to putting this one out. Yeah, I can't wait for people to hear this. It's going to be an exciting episode. This is one of my favorite ones to record in a while. So uh, make sure y'all check this out, run it up, share, retweet, like, and we will catch y'all next week. Outside is a symbol. God damn it. Peace. <laughs> Afton, right? That, Afton. That's his name. Yeah, Afton. yeah, yeah. It's in it's in the thirtieth so, of February first folder. Okay. So, Go what ahead. did you think about his uh, his report about the Mavs ranking thirtieth in clutch net rating 
in the month of January. So as you know, I'm eyes over analytics. I already knew that without looking at the the numbers, but the numbers definitely backed up my observations. Um, I'm not surprised to see it. We've been atrocious down the stretch of games. Uh, I think early in the season, it was a lot of micromanaging from Kidd. I think it's hard for him as a former player to not be able to control things, especially as a former point guard. Like in those situations, usually he's going to be the one orchestrating what's happening. And so when he can't, he tries to do it as a coach and to terrible results on on the court so far. Um, And then, you know, most recently, I think he's gotten better with that. But um, maybe he needs to, and maybe he's overcorrected after that magic game. There's no reason we should go bucket list for five minutes and he, and not see some something change. Like, all right, running these plays is not working. We need to manufacture a bucket. Like, if I need to draw up on ISO for Luca to get to the hole, get to the free throw line, whatever, uh, then that's what needs to happen. But they just let him play, and we caught an L. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com. God damn. <laughs> they threw the curveball at you. Yo, I ain't never seen is, that before. What is this? Oh, I got to start that show. Uh, I'm just do that part over. Let me get a pause real quick. <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied. I got saliva building up all in my mouth. And shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I thought you were about right. to say twat tied. I was about to say, whoa, <laughs> that's something completely different, brother. Maybe uh, later. Uh, anyway, uh, is Jose drinking out of a grenade? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Continue. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> Do re mi fa so la ti do. All right. <laughs>